Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the end of the year. We're at the end of 2019, and it's been a bit of a tradition now that I invite a Turbo. Hello there. And a Shadow Fox. Ahoy. Uh, to both come and join me for an end of year um, discussion and voting, I guess, of what are the best games of the year. Don't say voting in this thing. This is the day <laughs> where voting is all about uh, as of this recording. Ironically, it's also the Game Awards tonight, so that dates yeah, things properly. Yeah, I know. It did, It just it, everything is just coming together. It's a it's a collusion of uh, voting and awarding and all that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, we get to do our own celebrations, and uh, <laughs> so we're going to do our traditional five top games of the year. Um, usual rules apply. Um, no games we worked on, which only really applies to me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, you don't moment, know. You don't know. I might have worked on something in the back background that I haven't told anybody. Right. You know. Well, hopefully, if it, if you can't talk about it, it hasn't been released yet. So, hmm. um, there's certainly games I'm working on I can't talk about. Uh, but I think that's really the only rule. Um, this year, I actually don't have a single remaster or remake on my list. Well, well, the that rule still applies because I did play some remasters, yeah. Uh, so and and re-releases. So. Yeah, we're 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 pretty we're we're still good on that one. Yeah. Um, as long as they definitely, as long as they're not just con- uh, port, usually mm-hmm. I think yeah. is our general rule. So isn't it? Resident Evil Two remake, Halo Reach Master Chief Collection re-release. <laughs> so that's not on your list then. <laughs> no, it, I'd say it, it's good, but it's. No different to the Xbox version that came out, or the original Reach version that came out. <laughs> actually, it's got less than the original Reach version, actually, because it's all in one game now. Well, that's fair. Cool, well, let's get started. This year we're going, I think it's Shadow Fox, Turbo, and then me. Yes. So, what's your number five? Alright, we'll start at number five. This was a, I'll say, disclaimer, I did kickstart this game. So obviously, there's a actually there's a couple of those in here. <laughs> so a lot of bias from you this year. A little, it's like forty percent bias, a little bit. But obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't say it wasn't worth it if I still didn't think it was worth it. And the first one is Lost Ember, which I don't know if you ever heard about or nope, I've no idea what that one is never heard of it either no okay so i believe it's from a studio called moon eye I, I believe they're german at least that seems to be the consensus from their discord um it's another it's another one of those exploration kind of games you play as a spirit like a wolf spirit and the idea is you're trying to get yourself and this other helpful little spirit that's going along with you into basically the afterlife and so you follow the story like piecing together like why are you why are you buried out from the afterlife why aren't you allowed in and you follow the story of like well are you a good person are you a bad person finding clues like were you saving people and you put that throughout the game to get from area to area it's so you start off as a wolf but then you can inhabit other animals like little like armadillos and birds and fish and it's basically you get to just it's a it's a very simple kind of just explore the explore the land they've put in front of you find the clues put the story together break the barriers get to heaven <laughs> effectively or equivalent of 
I'm gonna take a shot in the dark on this, John, and it's like, is that a 2D side-scroller? No, it is three-dimensional, fully, um... fully explorable. I'm gonna need to look right. up this game after this session. I think I'm just intrigued to see yeah, but, what it's like. It, yeah, because it, it sounded to me like every kind of, like, 2D side-scroller indie game that I've seen, like, I, I was... It, it, it sounded like an amalgamation of, like, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and... Um, uh, I'm trying, like Unravel and Limbo yeah. and Braid, all those kind of like games. Um, it, it, it's it's more kind of, it's more along the lines of sort of Journey, but with more mechanics. Fair enough. That would have probably made Journey better for me. I, I I'm one of those people that I didn't really find Journey that engaging. I played it. I played. I, I did the one run through with of Journey. And oh I, no, I, I finished it. I, yeah. I I finished it because everyone said it was amazing. But no, that, that's an interesting one. Oh, good choice. Uh, for my choice uh, of uh, number five in my top five, um, I'm going to have to give it to... Uh, it's f ironically a sequel, obviously, and it's not, there's got to be quite a number of them in this uh, top five for me. Uh, the one that came out on Halloween of all times, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Ooh, uh, perfectly game. timed. <laughs> Luigi time. Weedy. Yeah, it's Ouija time. Weedy but uh, no, I have to say, I have to say, it. it's Ouija time. Oh, I, put, no. the, put the high pitch in there. Oh. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. I did actually have some fun with the single player to it. It has a lot of charm in it, uh, especially at the start of the game, where you're kind of like it's the prologue and whatnot. You're getting started into the story and whatnot, and just the interactions with Luigi and Mario and Princess Peach and Potapop and all that. Uh, it's really charming, and then as you get through it, um, the single and I only played the single player. I didn't play any of the multiplayer at all, but I still enjoyed my time playing through the single player and actually doing all the stuff and whatnot. There was a couple of things that were, you know, off for me. Uh, like uh, I felt there was too many mechanics implemented into this entry in the game because I played um, uh, two beforehand. And that implemented, uh, that introduced a couple of new things. Then three added more to that and uh, put more into it, uh, and uh, it was okay. And uh, uh, I, I feel as though it was a lot easier to a certain degree because there was only a couple of points in the game where I was like, yeah, losing. Well, theoretically, you have lives in the game in the way of uh, gold bones, and you can buy more gold bones as you go through the game. How many gold um, bones can you actually buy? I wonder. <laughs> I th I think uh, I think the maximum's ten. Okay. It's like a nine or ten. I can't remember, but I was in. I was. I had a lot of bones on me. Uh, <laughs> granted, that's uh, not a metaphor in any case. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> no, I had a lot of bones going uh, going through the game. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't get a game over. Essentially, it was that easy going through the single player to it. Um, but also at times, it was just mo moments in the game where I forgot how I forgot I had this one mechanic uh, that was introduced at the start. And I keep forgetting that I need to use that for this. But oh, I think I know which one you mean. Yeah, the uh, the kind of like the hitting two triggers together. Yes. And uh, I always forget about that one. But uh, no, eventually got through it. Uh, I did have some fun with the game. Luigi, obviously, being the cowardly, you know, plumber that he is, he you know, he's never learned. He he'll never get over it. He's always gonna have a perpetual fear. Give, to be fair, that gives him a much more charm than Mario. Yeah, it gives him it gives him more personality. 
and um, it's still fun. And I love uh, Egad's uh, kind of like uh, relationships with Luigi as well. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny as all hell. No, I, and, I, I, w- um, I will agree with you that I actually want to try the multiplayer, um, but I don't mm. have Nintendo Online, so I need to yeah. wait to meet up people because I do own the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've I've since uh, gotten rid of the game, but out of all the games that I've played, I've um, that just eked into the top five for me. And it's like, um, even though I don't have the game anymore, it's still a better experience. Uh, it's still as uh, you know, as a solid single player game experience. It was a really good single-player experience um, compared to all the other ones that just missed out on the top in the top five. It's a good thing the multiplayer doesn't require, or you can do two-player multiplayer with. Just you can, one. you can, ah, you can do co-op uh, on the single-player, but uh, oh, no, even just for a single-player experience, it's a really good game. That sounds good. Alright. Um, so let's continue on the free theme of third sequels. Um, though to be quite frank, this. Yeah, this is something like the ninth or tenth game in the series. It's just the third main entry. Um, this was released all the way back in January, and I did almost forget it came out this year until um, they recently made an announcement that the first DLC will come out a year after the base game, <laughs> and that is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah. Um, the game is certainly not perfect. There's a few uh, niggles and gripes I have with it, some of which looks like they're going to fix with the uh, DLC, though that's not the best of things. However, it's certainly the most polished and nicest to play Kingdom Hearts there has been. Um, it looks beautiful. Almost all the worlds have um, a really nice visual theme going for them. And, I, I mean, there's been some some people who niggle about I think Hercules being too shiny, but that kind of <laughs> makes sense. Um, there's, a, there's a few times the characters don't quite fit in the style. Um, I think Frozen World kind of has that, because it just doesn't make sense that everyone's in their normal clothes in the middle of the snow. Um, but overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I would say that I felt the ending was rushed, but again... That looks like there's something they're going to fix with the DLC, though I still have my uh, issues with that, uh, with how it ends currently, uh, even without the DLC, even with the promise of the DLC, I should say. But there's certainly enough in the game to keep going. I didn't 100% it just because I felt I got enough out of the base game. I did um, go and explore and do a few extra things. I made sure I got Ultimate Weapon, because, you know... I want the weapon that will kick everyone's butt. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly one I would happily recommend at the price it's at, at the moment, because Square have discounted it quite considerably. I've, um, I'm have i hoping my sister won't be listening to this before uh, Christmas, because I've bought her a copy. Um, <laughs> I was going to lend her my copy, but then it was like, DLC announcement. Oh no, so I you can't wanna, lend you her my copy anymore. <laughs> but it's only 10 quid at the moment. So, it's a bargain. Um, Oh god, yeah, you'll definitely get like more than ten hours out of it if you just play it through on easy difficulty. I'll tell you this much: it will go up in price as soon as the DLC comes out. I'll tell you that much. I'm sure it will, unless they're releasing a game of the year version, and that's the reason they're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> that's actually true, yeah. Uh, but I would still recommend Kingdom Hearts three. Obviously, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan and you've not played this, do it if you can. Obviously, not everyone owns PS4 and Xbox One. Um, if you haven't played the older ones 
you don't necessarily need to, although it is advantageous. Um, but it's quite easy to get the whole collection on, definitely on PlayStation 4. I think you might be able to get all, all on Xbox as well now. Um, hopefully they'll bring it to PC at some point. But yeah, that's my number five, Kingdom Hearts 3. Back to me, then number four, we start with, shall we? Yep. Cool. Number four, still keeping it a little bit on the indie side. And again, another backed one. This is my second and last backed one, Bloodstained. It's, I mean, if you've ever played like a Metroidvania game, you pretty much know exactly what you're going to get. But it's just, it's streamlined. I still, it's Castlevania. It, it, yeah, it, it's it's Castlevania. It's the well, it's spiritual successor, they like to call them. Same people on it. I mean, I feel like most people, if they're aware of games, are aware of what it is. <laughs> you got your weapons, you got your moves, you get, you get more moves, you get to get to new places, you get to fight big enemies. It's all very flashy and stylized. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I can't really say... I don't really want to say too much about it. Because, again... Just play it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... It, no, it's a, it's a, it's a perfectly service, serviceable uh, Metroidvania uh, game um, for people who want, wanted that fix for many years because there wasn't anything from the Castlevania series that utilized that style uh, since uh, the DS games. Yeah. Uh, Certainly uh, nothing back... No. They've yeah. released a lot of stuff recently. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's a bit of a forgotten kind of genre in mm. its way. But, but I mean, it's it, but it's it's been waning. It's like it's trying to make its resurgence on the wrong platforms. Like we had uh, uh, Metroid: Samus Returns on 3DS yeah. the other year. Yeah. And that was it, it. That was that attempt to try to update that game. That was a Game Boy game and whatnot. And I feel as though if that was released on Switch. I think it would have been uh, a much better success and whatnot, but... I, can, uh, I think I can agree with that one. Although, where's my Metroid Prime 3? Yeah. No, 4. It's, it, it, <laughs> right, it's still in development. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like you mentioned previously with Ori, like, Ori was probably one of, was another Metroidvania kind of style game, which was... There was another Ori game, wasn't there, recently? Uh, no, it's not out yet. Oh, is it not out it's yet? It's out no, it's next not, year. Yeah, oh, okay. it's next year. That might, that might appear on my list next year, then. <laughs> Could very well appear on mine actually. <laughs> but there, uh, yeah. So I mean it's like I said, it's nice. It's not overly massive. It's pretty you know, it's pretty good. Nice nice compact. Good game. Pick it up. I don't think I don't think it's that expensive. It's quite a few secrets in it, I will say. I haven't found it. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still playing through it, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think uh, I think I may have got further in that. You, you probably have, but no, I've, 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 had, I've had enough time with it to enjoy some jumping around, slashy fun. Oh, cool. Um, well, I'll move on to my fourth one, and I don't know if this is going to be on any of your list because we are all the same fans of the same franchise and whatnot. <laughs> and um, it is with a studio that we have a lot of kind of like uh, respect for and actually, you know, uh, have some fun with because we've actually talked to their uh, team members in the past. Um, being out of uh, Team Sonic Racing. Um, now, it's number four, obviously, because it's 
it's not as good as previous entries of the All-Star series, but it's not that bad. Like, a lot of people pass this over, uh, and this obviously, and of course, I, I have these, the well, true, true assumption that uh, its rival is going to be in one of the other two's lists nope. some, uh, somewhere. Oh, okay then. Nope. Um, I don't know. I don't well, think <laughs> well um, the, obviously, its rival and whatnot has the bigger kind of like, um, you know, appeal, supposedly, whatnot with the bigger roster and the more tracks and all things like but here's the thing with me and team sonic racing i liked the the limited kind of like roster i liked how it was only 15 teams you know five five teams of three uh and the team mechanic in general it's like you know it was something new it was something trying to freshen up a series or a genre that is you know Comment Sonic but, Heroes All Star Racing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Ah, uh, a little bit. And um, I, I, I feel. And even if you didn't like the team mechanic, you can play uh, races as a solo competitor. Uh, competitor, you can play a, a you know a, a twelve man race as uh, where it's you know a free for all. Anything goes. You know, first to finish wins and all that jazz. But um, but no, I like the team mechanic, and I liked the the, the, the little story that they had going in uh, for the campaign and whatnot, uh, because I liked having all those characters just interacting with each other in a zany kind of like crazy like racing tournament thing that was uh, done up by uh, that was uh, orchestrated by this rich Tanuki, and um, you know it's like uh, it was fun. And uh, it's just another reason for me to just see Blaze being in a role again. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, I love Blaze. It's like she's she's like the most underutilized character. I just wish that I could see her in a platform game for Christ's sake. <laughs> she hasn't been in a platform game since Sonic Rush Adventure, that is, and that's that is been a problem with the Sonic games. Is that they have a this, they've got a quite a large roster at this point, and yeah. it's like there's some that are just kind of in the background, like more Omega, more Omega. Omega's good. I like Omega. Yeah. But Blaze, Blaze isn't. Uh, Blaze can be a prominent character because her move set, her her like you know actual character kind of like, uh, um, like uh, gameplay, is the same as Sonic and Sh Silver. Well, Sonic and Shadow essentially. Yeah. Um, not Silver, although s somehow Silver gets more blooming. I, I think you know, because Silver face is, time Silver is because different. he's a hedgehog. I I mean, I mean cause, yeah, you, you can make a course fit for Sonic and Shadow and Blaze can all run it. You don't need any special kind of... It's like where Silver... Silver has always had... It's like trying to do a loopy loop as Silver. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I, I will admit, so this was my number six. Um, and it actually beat out the other racer, which I'm assuming is Crash Team Racing is what you're talking about. Yes. Now... The reason this missed out for me is purely because um, I just enjoyed the other games on this list a bit more. But I actually think um, I think Team Sonic Racing had a bigger focus on being a really good children's game, and I think it succeeded really well at that. Um, on the other hand, where Crash faltered for me is when they started to basically go, let's copy what we do for Call of Duty and force players to either grind like anything or pay us money. 
Um, and not that there, were, not that there was any grinding in Sonic uh, Team Sonic Racing because there was, but the the fact is that you were given a good amount of kind of like, uh, you know, credits for your campaigning through the single player and stuff like that. Exactly. If you want to race, you get. Hold on. I remember playing through like once and only needing to redo a few things a couple of extra times to really unlock everything by the end. It wasn't. Like it was challenging, yeah. but not impossible. Yeah. And this is this is the thing: the coins give play. Like every, if you win, you've got enough coins to do, you know, two or three random draws, maybe even more. Whereas you know, Crash Team Racing, you're expected to race at least uh, ten online races minimum, and if you do that on offline, that's a hundred races <laughs> just to get a single character. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I feel like that's and, the Activision. Yeah, grit. exactly. That's Activision pushing their microtransactions heavily, and yeah. For me, Team Sonic Racing was the better designed game, um, definitely, uh, out of the two. Uh, but it did miss my top five, unfortunately. But Crash isn't in there either. No, <laughs> said no remakes on my list this year. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because that's, that's more of a remake rather than a brand new... Yeah, or, I mean, that's more of a remaster. Rem- it, Although, it, it, well, actually, no, that... that it, They've added a lot of new content to it. Um, since release, which is well, it's a, essentially it's two games in one because they yeah. put in the Nitro Kart uh, content in it as well, which wasn't in the original yeah. game, and they also added in racers that weren't in the original game either. Yeah, they've, so... been, they've, they've basically added six, seven new, no, six new tracks. Yeah, and so what, really, it would have quali- it could have qualified for anyone's kind of like list if we had someone else. Oh on, yeah, no, I would certainly it, agree. Cause they they so. worked on it from the ground up. I mean, yeah. we've had the old crash, the other Crash and Spyro games on the list in the previous years. But yeah, just that that uh, <laughs> someone told me that this would definitely come up. Yeah, that the, the whole push towards the Call of Duty model is what diminished it. That doesn't mean I haven't enjoyed it. Um, I've actually been playing uh, weekly games with, if you remember him, Strata. Oh, uh, okay. just because it's something we can just relax and do on a weekend for a couple of hours, and it helps us both with unlocking stuff. So why not? Hmm. Well, it's it's uh, the case of like that little thing just soured a lot of people's kind of like perception. It didn't really hinder. It it didn't really call it, uh, make the game a bad game. It just hint. It, it just soured the the goodness that it was. I did so. grind but, to things that did not. Team, need to be Team Sonic Racing was definitely the. I, I I quite like the innovation. It's just not for me. I think is the big thing. It's for no. it. It would have been. I think it works better for like kids sitting on a sofa together, working together to race. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, and I think it's designed really well for that. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I, I I honestly think it deserves your place. It's just I had games I wanted to put on you, top you of it. You don't, you don't have to defend your choices. Your choices are your choices. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of choices, what's your fourth? Well, this is the one I misspelled. Cause, <laughs> um, but I think there's only one word you need to describe it and everyone will know what it is. Honk. Untitled Goose Game, I'm yeah. guessing. Um, yeah. I originally typed it as Untilted Goose Game, untilted. which is untilted. probably just as accurate. There's a that's... lot of tilted people in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, that's that's the uh, the Wii version of the game. Like... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, so Untitled Goose Game is an interesting one. Um, 
I kind of got it just because I had spare credit on Nintendo. And I kind of thought, yeah, you know what? It just seems like a bit harmless fun. And it is. Um, it's a very relaxing game. It's certainly not action-packed. It's closer to a light puzzle game where you play an annoying little feathered beast. <laughs> um, your job is to create mayhem, cause havoc. It is very, very British. Yeah. Um, even though the developers are Australian. I don't know. That's I believe. A, that's just a colony. It's fine. <laughs> that's true. Um <laughs> It isn't very long, it isn't very hard, it isn't very complicated. Um, there is more that you can do on the game once you finish it. It basically, uh, in order to progress through the game, you have to do certain actions which then allow you to, which change the environment slightly so that you can get to the next area. Is but, it like five times as long like than you think? Like Once credits roll, you've got to do things like five times, there's like that much more things to do or something? No, it's only about double max. Uh. Um, the the stuff you have to do is a little bit more complicated. I ha- I actually haven't played it since I finished the base game, because at that point, I think I spent about four or five hours on it, and I'd just gone, you know what, I've enjoyed it. You, you've seen everything there is to... <laughs> but I can, I would happily go back to it at some point and just go, you know what, I just fancy being a dick for an hour as a goose. Because <laughs> you know what? And I, I think that's one of the strengths of the game. Release your uh, inner goose. <laughs> I, I think that's a good strength of a game where you can just literally go, I'm done playing it for the moment, but I know I can just come back to it whenever I want. I think it's a little bit overpriced for what it was, but you know what? I don't regret the purchase, which is always a good thing. It, it's a unique experience. Yeah, and hopefully when it comes to other platforms as well, I think it's... Uh, it's already, it was on Epic and uh, Switch to begin with. It's either come. I think it's coming to PlayStation soon. I think. It's, I, think it, I think it's coming to Xbox soon as well. I'm trying to yeah. remember. Um, so if you, could, I, I would say maybe wait for it to go on sale. But it's worth picking up if you just want a relaxing game. And I will admit, the Switch is probably the platform that it will work best on, hmm. uh, just because you can carry it around with you. So yes, mm-hmm. Untitled Goose Game is my number four. All right, uh, number three now. We're almost halfway through. <laughs> uh, well, from a two D, yeah, two fifths. Mm. From a two D hack and slash to a three D hack and slash. This was a game that came out very early in the year. It was another sequel to a game that hadn't had a proper sequel in about nine years, unless you counted the remake. Which, Which is kind of like not canon slash semi-canon or something. Yeah, I, I figured you figured out what one this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Devil May Cry 5. It's all the stylish hacking and slashing you expect and want from a, a character action game or a spectacle fighter, as Yahtzee once cl- coined them with, which I actually do think is a nicer term for them. Because <laughs> it is all about the spectacle. Um, You've got three characters... Uh, v, uh, Nero, and Dante. Nero and Dante play somewhat similarly, but still have a lot of differences. Like Dante has, he's got his old four stances, and then he's got up to four weapon, or four melee weapons, and four range weapons, and you can swap between. And then you get more forms with your devil trigger. Nero has his arm, which you can replace out, and you can, it works on like a magazine style. It's actually interesting because you can't swap your arm. You, you have to like throw the arm away 
and load the next one in. It's like a magazine, like where they're in an order. So you, hmm. so you, so you can kind of, and any new one you pick up goes to the top of the thing. So you, so you can kind of, when you go back and play a mission again, you can kind of think, right, this is the order of things. So on this one, then this one, then this one, then this one, and so that's quite a bit tactical. And then of course you've got V, who doesn't actually fight himself, but uses his demon creatures who are from who are callbacks to i think the first devil may cry i'm not 100 i'm kind of vaguely aware of that <laughs> <laughs> when did you get into the series um i it was not too long before um five came out really i was watching a lot of um two best uh, super best friends because they they played all the devil may cries and the idea was that they were going to get to five when it came out sadly that channel is now non-existent um but they but i think two of them still did it i watched it i thought this is great picked up myself played through it loved it i wish i was as good as like other people like you they, they've got the style meter you know all the way from d to triple smoking sexy style <laughs> and god forbid bit i can get there <laughs> if I could, if I could keep up a triple S combo, the game would be absolutely amazing. As it is, I can just about get A's and S's. <laughs> mm. No, I've been playing a bit of it myself, and uh, yeah, I can totally agree. That was a great hypothesis, uh, like breakdown of the whole game and whatnot. Um, but uh, this just uh, was just outside of my top five as well because I haven't beaten it myself. Uh, I'm playing it thanks to Game Pass. I've mentioned this on the LMC cast, uh, uh, which you can also check on the uh, podcast feed if you want to listen to my sexy voice again. Um, but, uh, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Devil May Cry 5. Uh, because I played Devil May Cry 4 beforehand, uh, I was invested in wanting to give this a shot. However, I wasn't a big fan of Nero's... Uh, um, devil breaker arm mm. um i just was not i i was not a fan of the whole all right you have to you know destroy your arm to reload your next one and whatnot no i i wanted you know i i would like to have a rotation and whatnot but um but no, eventually and and at the start i would i hate the uh, the the mechanic where obviously you would have to spend blood orbs or if you have gold orbs um to use up for to get you restarted in the fight if you get not you know uh, killed in battle. Yeah. But then if you don't have enough uh, orbs uh, to do it, you have to reload to your next checkpoint. And that happened to me on uh, the third chapter or something like that. It, it was you know uh, during one of the boss chapters or like going into a boss, and it just got frustrating and frustrating and frustrating. But eventually got past it, and then it became a little easier again. Um, so there was, there was that, that one giant spike at, um, and I was playing on the uh, default difficulty. So it was like that one giant spike almost ruined the entire game, uh, for me, but eventually got past it. I, I haven't, haven't finished it yet because I haven't sat down again for a while, but, and it sadly didn't just on the cuff of coming into the top five for me, so a six or a seven. but, uh, <laughs> it was probably seven. I mean, it's like it was just below another entry, which is which I'll probably talk about uh, in my honorable mentions. But uh, no, um, it is still a good game. I'll, I'll definitely say this now: 
Capcom was on a roll this year. Oh, they've been with good this some year. Of their, with a couple of games this year. Devil May Cry was one of them, and we'll get to the other one Ooh. later on. <laughs> the only Devil May Cry game I've ever played is Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. The reason I love Spectacle like those kind of games was pretty much because of Rising, Metal Gear Rising. That was probably, that's probably the one I'm most proficient at. But that, and, it, and it's only got like a tenth of the combo features. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's my three. Cool. Well, my number three. Funny you should say Bayonetta there, uh, Josh, because <laughs> my number three is done by the same guys who does Bayonetta, Ooh. being out of Platinum Games. Now, this game came out of nowhere. Like, it got announced at the start of the year, and it was coming out in, sept- in the summertime. So it was like now. literally months away. It, uh, and it come out. It came out. It came out for the Switch. It, it was an exclusive on the Switch. And, oh yeah. And I was surprised that this came around, and I'm actually surprised of how good it actually is. And it's Astral Chain. Astral Chain. My God, this game is really good. Like, I. It's like obviously it's the. It's one of the best kind of like um, Platinum Games original IPs to date so far where they've taken everything that they've learned from previous entries. You've got like, you've got uh, the man, uh, one of the kind of like uh, people behind uh, Anarchy Reigns and Mad World, uh, I believe it's Anarchy Reigns and Mad World, in the director's chair working on this game. You have Hideki Kamiya working on the uh, supervising, um, I, I believe the story to the game and whatnot um and you got uh, an acclaimed uh, kind of like a character designer um that's uh, you know obviously famous for them for their manga work in this uh, on on board for this game as well the art star is fantastic the setting is great it's a site it's a futuristic uh you um you know post-apocalyptic you know kind of a post-apocalyptic world where this uh, humankind has been threatened by this uh, entity that is uh, from a another world, you know, another plane of existence. Uh, hence, ast- well, the a- an astral plane, uh, you know, all part of the title. And um, using uh, these legions is the way of combating this uh, kind of like uh, this evil that is trying to kind of like come from this astral plane into our world and taking humankind and corrupting them and whatnot and uh and now we have like a special police force that uses these legions to kind of like enforce the law and try not and it's just it's just really good it's like you can it's obviously chapter based uh but in the chapters you can uh do a little bit of uh roaming around these areas that you can visit and whatnot uh, f- uh during the missions and you can do several ch- uh uh, you can either go through the main story, or you can do these side side missions. There's a side mission uh, where your job is to give someone ice cream. So you go to the ice cream vendor, and then you can get like uh, a regular cone, or you can get a cone that's like f- ten scoops high. I you and it's this, <laughs> and it's like you know trying to do like a balancing act with this thing, trying to give it to the person up the stair and then there's always this one npc who comes running down the stair and he's a he is going to hit bump into you no matter what it's like it's you will not get up there with with all 10 in 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 tow or if you can then you are god um (laughs) but 
This I'm game gonna... <laughs> is very much on my. I really want to play it, and I have not had a chance because. Well, it was, it was, it was the best seller for the Wii, for the Switch, uh, this summer in the UK. It was like one of the biggest titles, and granted, because at that time there wasn't really much on the Switch at the at that point, so it was the perfect time. It was the perfect summer gap to help with the Switch sales and whatnot. And uh, I need to actually. Just double check when it was released because I feel like something else came out at that time. Well, it was August. It was literally the end of August when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's another game on my list that came out very close to it, which unfortunately had to beat it out for my attention. Of course. But uh, but no, it's like uh, the combat was great. uh, Being able to... I mean, it sounded complicated with uh, how you control your own character and then you can control the Legion, but it's... If you get a feel of how how to kind of like work it out and how, how to control your legion, how you can send it out to attack, um, you know, um, the enemy and whatnot, um, and doing these combos and whatnot. And you can, once you kind of like upgrade yourself a bit more and whatnot to have more movesets, it does become more fluid. It gets really good. And some of the combos and some of the kind of like action pieces that I would go into battles for and whatnot were impressive. Um, I, I can't gush it about. I I'm a big platinum games mark. I was always gonna uh, be going to try and and uh, support this game as much as possible. And at first, but here's the thing, I was a bit skeptical at the start, like I was with D- Devil May Cry. Um, but eventually, I got used to it. I actually finished the game, and in the end, I enjoyed it. Granted, there's a ton, and I mean a ton of after-game content to it, which Platinum I have not beaten at all. Platinum are but, very good with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there is a lot of game time in this game. Uh, and, of course, the best thing about it, you can either be a male character or a female character. And, you know, it's like you can customize your character. You can try to make it as look like you as possible, but really the customization is very limited to a certain degree. But it's nice you have that choice that you can either be a... Uh, a guy cop or girl cop you know it's like it's uh it's cool but yeah no i i love it i i loved it uh sadly it just you know it's just at number three for my top top five top three uh, for you top three for a year isn't bad yeah, yeah I, I mean I, I i'm serious that i really want to try this at some point it's it came out at a weird time for me um but also just the fact that you were more interested in Bubsy, uh, weren't you <laughs> yes, I really wanted Bubsy. No, Bubsy didn't make my top ten. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it, it is something that I've got my eye on. Um, I might look at getting it for my travels over the holiday period, actually. We'll see. Well, then. Oh, well. So Well, that's uh, that was my number three for that. Uh, Astral Chain, if you haven't played it, do do give it a shot. It's it's definitely a, a switch much buy. So let's stick with the switch. Was your number three the one that came out nearby Astral Chain, or is it something else? Uh, no, no, oh. uh, no. So my number three is another switch title, and has already been mentioned. Oh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Luigi. Um, oh well. Honestly, I don't have that much to add uh, from what Turbo said. I still feel like I prefer the original over this one. But I feel like this one does improve on the second one. It feels a little bit more cohesive. 
I like that some of the puzzles, especially for the gems, are a little bit more obscure. Um, I finished the game. I have not got all the gems yet. But again, it was one of those cases where I felt like I'd had my fill when I beat the final boss. I have seen the additional content that comes with the multiplayer, and I really want to try it at some point. But that is a ways off yet, I think. Um, but honestly, it did everything I wanted for a Luigi's Mansion title. It still, it still feels like Luigi is trying to do his best against unsurmountable odds. I like the interactions with some of the... I, I really like the boss designs, actually. It's one of the big ones I like in this one. Um, I really like this one boss who actually isn't interested in fighting you and is more than happy to give you the item and McGovern you're looking for <laughs> as long as you help him create. Yep, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. But I don't want to spoil any more than that because no. this is a must-buy. Buy it for the single player. Um... There's a lot of little secret nooks and crannies um, to get all the items, and it's very hard to figure out where you stop for those. But yeah, no, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, definitely worth getting. Alright. So, and it's all yours. <laughs> Alright, number two is we are top two. Uh, I want to thank the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass. First of all, for allowing me to uh, try out this game. It's uh, The Outer Worlds. What is an Epic Store exclusive is actually available on the Microsoft Store on the PC. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I was actually having a little bit of trouble downloading it at first. But um, uh, The Outer Worlds was... A, it's from Obsidian. If you've ever, you ever played New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas, same people, if, essentially. And it is. I think I think Obsidian would be more famous for their South Park games. <laughs> these more days, so probably. Than just, these days, probably. Yeah. But this is more certainly more comparable to their uh, to the Fallout New Vegas in that it is a RPG, which does have an ending. It's uh, once you hit Endgame, they obviously they do tell you like this is the point of no return. Have you got anything else to do? But I was actually quite happy to say that I did. The, the, like This is an RPG with a lot of things to do, but it's simplified. It doesn't feel weighty or heavy. It's not got like 100,000 customization options. Like the, the leveling up is like set into groups. And once you get to level 50, then you can choose in those groups specifically what you want. You get 30 levels and eight, 10 points per level. And every two levels you get a perk. So you can kind of plan out your um, your uh, your build accordingly. Um, but I mean, I went into that game and I, I was able to pretty much go through it in about a week. Doing the majority of like the main thing. the Your companion side quests. Every other side quest that was there. One of the nice things about it is that... If you think, if you do something and you think person A might actually be interested in this rather than person B, even though they don't have a little icon above their head, you can often go off over to that person and go, so this person just asked me to deal some drugs. And they'll go, oh, thank you for telling me. Even though that wasn't a valid like option in like the... Um, the list of in like, your objectives list, you can still just go over to like the policeman and say, bad man over there, and they'll deal with it. 
it's quite. But do the police pay you? Uh, considering this is a very um, uh, corporate-run future, yes, they probably will pay you for your work. <laughs> the, the entire the entire game is about a corp a corporate dystopia. It's, I would say, very nail on the head right now, but it's in terms of the game industry, very much so. Um, but yeah, it, it has all the same hallmarks of like a Fallout game. You got your fast travel, you got a bit of weapon modification, a bit of degradation, different armors. But it's not as customizable. And my biggest gripe with it was that I didn't have on my home base ship. I didn't have enough boxes in the right places to to like separate my gear and stuff. That was annoying, and I couldn't customize to put another box down. But all in all, very good, lightweight. Entertaining, very humorous. It's very much a pick and play like game. If, if if you have the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, which I think is a quid right now for three months. That offer may have expired. I oh, think. Oh, it may, it was a might have expired by the time. If not, for that. But if you've got the game, it's only by the time this is released. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If if you if you've already got the Game Pass, or you're interested in picking up the Game Pass for a bit, it's both on PC and on Xbox. This is definitely worth picking up. It's yeah, you so you can get it. You can play. You can play it and get through it in the month if you just want to try it for a month. Yeah. Oh well. Um. So yeah. Um. My number three. Uh. Going on number two. Oh, two. Sorry. <laughs> going backwards. Sorry, I've lost my place. Uh. Number two. Um. Again, it's another Switch game. I've been playing my Switch a lot this year and. Uh, but this game was definitely uh, a nice change to my, not only just to my gaming kind of like habits, but also my lifestyle, essentially. Because mm. um, uh, this has helped uh, really well for keeping myself active and keeping myself um, in, you know, keeping myself in the best way, at, uh, in, that, in that healthy kind of like state that I have, uh, that I was able to achieve myself um you know uh two years ago um well roughly in you know in december of 2017 so um and that game is that of ring fit adventure uh ring fit adventure i i did have my skepticism to it to start with but then when i actually put my thought to it it's like this could be a good alternative to what i've been doing previously and by god it has been the case because it's yeah it's just running on the spot it's just like lifting your legs uh, and simulating running just uh, you know just being stationary though but then when you get into the combat it's using all these kind of like different uh, kind of like exercise movements to uh, to defeat uh, the enemies that are on screen it's it, it's baffling how a concept like that wasn't implemented into the original Wii Fit or Wii Fit Plus or anything like that. I think, they, I think no, they'd it's break act- the Wii Fit board if they had you doing a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> well, obvi- well, obviously, if you were running on top of the bloody thing, yeah, fair enough. But no, st- stuff like do- doing the yoga poses and stuff like that, which is something that they've incorporated in Ring Fit here. Um, you know, it's like having a, like a mini game where you're using yoga f- po- poses to. You know, to 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 you know, knock the hell out of uh, a a yoga mat uh, that's sentient and trying to kill you with, uh, or is trying to heal its allies with, uh, you know, 
healing powers and stuff like that. Um, but no, it's like, I've been playing for the game. I, I haven't beaten the game, per se, because I've just been, like... It, it, I have like uh, a half an hour to an hour sessions to it, uh, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little uh, less. And each time I'm kind of like just bit by bit, just going through the, the levels uh, and in the worlds. And there's a lot of worlds, apparently. There's like uh, way more than I thought there would be. But this is an RPG, essentially. You are leveling up as you progress through the game. You gain experience points. Uh, not only by taking on the, uh, the enemies and defeating them in battles, but also running through the levels, doing various mini games and stuff like that. Um, so it's it is a full on it is a uh, you know a basic RPG kind of like game. It's just incorporating a really good way of keeping yourself fit, and it is it is a decent kind of like uh, uh, kind of like implement to a help uh, to help in a healthier lifestyle but granted it's not the go-to one it's something that replaces the one that got you the success me my success was obviously with ddpy but my maintain uh, but my maintaining that, that success ring fit adventure is definitely maintaining that success and uh, i can only give this i can it would have been number one had my number one not been released this year but i have to give it at least number two it was so close uh, trust me i could not really fathom you cannot really fathom how close it or how hard eh, sorry need to use my words how hard it was to you know say which one was number one and which one was number two but sadly i, I not even sadly just ring fit adventure Ring Fit Adventure is a really good game. It's definitely worth getting a Switch for it. It's not only good for your health, but it's also good for fun as well because you know you, there's plenty of uh, you know mini games um, to incorporate to, uh, a fun kind of like party vibe and stuff like that. Um, uh, a, a nice uh, way of testing your strength, shall we say? I really hope so. they continue to add more on either with new games that use that system or other stuff. Uh, in that yeah, series. I, I can definitely see them adding some DLC packs for that, just additional workouts and. I, to be honest, I, I think a full-on sequel that uses the same equipment might be quite a good start. Yeah, that's another thing that many people think that uh, would be cumbersome, uh, would be bothersome, is that oh, you're buying new new stuff for it, which, which is the ring con and the leg strap and stuff like that. But really, that that stuff, I feel that someone out there will incorporate that into another game or uh, the same developers who've worked on Ring Fit Adventure will find a way to either make a brand new game or a sequel to Ring Fit Adventure with the same technology that they've made. And I feel so though they, they, they know what they're doing with this. I feel as though it's, it, I'll tell you this much, it's way better than Labo. <laughs> I'll say that much. Mario Mar Mar Sonic 2022. Actually, you know what? Some Olympic sports probably could do with using that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so my number two is a Kickstarter game. Hey, did you kickstart it? That... No, I did not kickstart it. Ooh. <laughs> um, because I don't actually like most of the games in the series it's based on. And yes, it has already been mentioned. It is Bloodstained. I actually got Bloodstained um, in an offer where I got Two games, get one free. Um, and I took Bloodstained as the free one because 
this was after it was released and it got quite good reviews, so I thought, you know what, I'll give it a shot. I know it's based on the one Castlevania game that I really like, which is Order of Ecclesia on the DS. And I have not finished the game yet, but I've been thoroughly enjoying what I've been playing. Um, the I, I do quite like the freedom that the game gives you in how you explore what you want to, how you level up as you want to. There's a few secrets here and there. You can fight the final boss a lot earlier than you're supposed to and win, and you'll get a different ending, which is a bad ending. Huh. It's very, very obviously a bad ending. Um, but then I've got a different bad ending by doing it at a later point with different circumstances. So it's very interesting, and I like a lot of the setup that you've had to it. Um, I like the fact that they do allow some minor customization of the character, and that some outfits will just change your appearance anyway. Um, there is a secret one in the caves... Um, with a very familiar enemy <laughs> that you might find, which is quite fun. Um, but overall, the game the game has kept me surprised. I actually started playing it and then gave, stopped for about three, four months, and then went back to it again, and it was fine. It, it, there was nothing stopping me on it, which was quite nice. Um, there's lots of little password secrets that um, the random genius showed me that I knew nothing about, oh. which is based on YouTubers. It's a oh. little bit weird, but... Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, my only gripe that I've had with it is not a problem with the developer, but a problem with censorship in Europe, where my copy of the game, by default, had blood as a different colour. <laughs> Uh, which caused some slight problems when I had a puzzle that depended on me knowing there was a very big patch of blood here. And when I saw it, I just went, that's a very big splodge of ink. <laughs> oh. um, but I'm still enjoying the game. There's still a lot of secrets that I'm finding out. I've kind of found my preferred playstyle as well, which is quite nice. Um, if you can find it for a good price, definitely get it. I've been playing the PS4 version. I think the Switch version had some issues with it, but PlayStation 1's be fine. Been playing it on standard PS4, no problems. Oh, PC's fine. <laughs> yeah. So number two, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, I think it's full title yeah, is. Uh, yeah, there was two, wasn't it? Ritual of the Night and... Um... There was an 8-bit one they did as a prequel. Yeah, it's like uh, Curse of the Moon, I think that's, they called it. Yes, that's, right. that's yeah. it. Thank you very much. Haven't played that one. Don't ever intend to play that one because I really didn't like that old style. <laughs> However... The two games do connect, so worth noting that. It's like a little prequel thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, and all the characters that you play in that appear in the main game. Um, not necessarily as allies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yes, before we hit our number ones, any honourable mentions that you guys would like to add? Anthem, no. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's only a pound. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's free to play now. Is it really free to play? <laughs> I, I believe it's been free to play now. Oh god. Uh, no, there's, there's, a, there's a few games on the. Um, uh, so the more those Indivisible that was pretty good. I, 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 yeah, I hadn't properly played that one though. I, I, it didn't make it on the list because I haven't played enough of it. It, it like it, Bloodstained just beat it out pretty much a little bit as with Lost Ember. 
Um, yeah, Ind- Indivisible, it was okay. It's beautiful, but I, the gameplay did not mesh well with me, which is why it missed my list. But it would have been seven. Yeah, it's, it's certainly up there six or seven. Um, Apex Legends, that came out this year. Which, yeah, very beginning of the year, February, apparently. (laughs) Uh, I I say, Respawn Development, or or Respawn Entertainment, sorry, they've been knocking it out of the park. They've made Apex, Titanfall 2, amazing. Uh, The new Jedi game, uh, apparently, is also pretty good. The Dark Souls one. Uh, EA don't deserve it. (laughs) I didn't realise it was a Dark Souls-esque. Yeah, no, that's the thing. EA marketed it. As sort of like an action adventure game, it's Dark Souls, <laughs> but with Jedi. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I like it more or less than it, it, now. Yeah, not it's played con- it. It's a confusing one. Um, I guess Monster Hunter Iceborne was an update for Monster Hunter World, which again I got to play via the um, Game Pass. That was a uh, Monster Hunter was last year. Um, again, Destiny Shadow Keep new update again, new stuff to a game. But it's like, it's kind of weird when you get into these like recurrent like games as a service, as they like to call them, where it's like every to, year. To be fair, you have put Destiny Two on a list. Uh, I, you put Destiny Two Forsaken. I year? I don't think I put it. I don't think I put Forsaken. Did I? Or I I, I may have made it as an honourable mention. I'll probably honourably mention Destiny every year because they do the big <laughs> yearly updates. Yeah, because they always have a year year update yeah, to it. So, so yeah, yeah, you're always gonna put it into the honorable mentions. Yeah. You can't really make it a game of the year. I, I, ever. I, 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 never, I won't call Destiny a game of the year, but I will always say their new, the, the new year updates are always good. And this is their first year free of Activision as well. Fully, the first update was pretty good, but it's it was it was a split between um, the new year update Shadowkeep and the and the um, season of the Undying. So it was like a twofer. So they were a bit lacking not not lacking they were good but there could have been more there but this the new one was the season of the dawn which launched this tuesday and that's already looking to be fun uh how about yourself turbo uh well with myself um there was a couple of games that came out at the start of the year that uh uh were you know, I mean, granted, they were good, uh, but of course, just not good enough to put in. I had a lot of Animu uh, kind of like uh, games this year, including Senran Kagura Burst Renewal, which was at the start of the year. Uh, I forgot that I played that game and got the platinum for that. I love that you forgot you played it, or was it scrubbed yeah. it from my memory? <laughs> <laughs> but you know fine fan service the game oh, uh, thank, th- thankfully I got that out of my uh, out of my system at the start I've of the had year. several um, people buy different versions for me I've played oh, it boy. for an hour no more yes uh, <laughs> but it, it was, it's not a bad game it's just it's it's a bit repetitive at times but uh, hey uh, Kill the Kill IF oh, yeah. um, uh, that was another anime uh, game another more fan really good the game. though <laughs> Yeah, it, it well, it's service, it's a fan servicey game, but it's, to it, a certain it, point, there is a reason for it in law, which I. But I, I, it is, it, it, it there is a plot point to it, yeah. and and this, this is obviously a a, a nice little what if storyline to the main kind of like anime series and whatnot, and it's uh, it's really good, and the game and the fighting fighting system is actually really good. It really reminded me of like, uh, uh, you know, kind of like arena fighter kind of like Who style. Made it? Game, gameplay. Uh, oh, cripe. Now you're asking me. <laughs> I was going to say, um, it sounds like almost platinum-like. 
I think it, I think it was Bandai Namco. Oh, okay, yeah, I that, think. Okay. it's not it's not it's not um, um, platinum. I know that for, uh, for fair, fact. Bandai have been knocking it out with oh, and publisher. Yeah, yeah publishers right, well, they've got, they've got some arc systems, of course. Oh, it's arc system works. All right, oh, that so, might yeah. yeah, yeah, that. There, so. there are certain companies that you can just go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's them. Yeah. But no, it's definitely if you've liked uh, those kind of like arena fighters, like uh, uh, say or three D arena fighters, um, then definitely give that a shot. Uh, but again, sadly missed my top five. Uh, Travis strikes again. No more heroes. Um, I I thought it was all right, but uh, it's just it's not the it's not the no more heroes that I wanted. It was it it, it could have been uh, and but. We are getting No More Heroes 3, so you never know. That might show up in the uh, top five uh, sometime whenever it gets released. Um, uh, River City Girls, I only just played it a couple of weeks, uh, uh, this past weekend, actually. That's again on my list of, I want to get round to at some point. Yeah, yeah and I haven't finished it. Uh, I uh, It's it's obviously done by WayForward. They're really good. Uh, and you, t- you talk about YouTuber personalities being cameos and whatnot there are a couple in this uh game a cu- a as well <laughs> yeah. okay then a, a, a smorgasbord <laughs> of uh youtube uh you know influencers in this uh in the vo- vocal cast that they have in it so i just i just heard jack septicai as one of the ca- characters just recently and he has like a big bit in it uh, of course so. uh, they do have a returning character that uh um was it LMC's head honcho is very familiar with? I, I do often wonder oh, about right. those games when they have those voices. Do you want? It's like, do they are they the voice anymore, or do you, or are you unable to like remove the the, the um, voice actor from it? It's only when it comes to YouTubers. Uh, I don't. Uh, we're we're not gonna have another ukulele problem problem again. Hopefully not. And last last but not least. Um, it, again, another game that just just shied off of things. I think it was like number six or seven. It, again, it's like back and forth with those uh, with that. But it was uh, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening for the Switch. Um, it is a again another charming game. Really loved the art style. I, I Link's Awakening, the original Link's Awakening, was um, uh, my first Zelda title that I ever played. So this was a great going back uh and reliving that kind of like those memories again but uh sadly everything else you know did it bear Link, yeah, or Link's for me Awakening this year for so. me was a case of i've only played the original uh, or i played the game boy advance remake of it or upscale of it within the last year so i was kind of like do i really want to play the same game again <laughs> so I, I, mm. I i'm leaving it for a little bit whether i'll go back to it i don't know Fair enough. My honorable mentions are a bit scarce, to be honest. I've not actually played that many games this year. Um, my four, five, six, and seven, so six and seven being uh, Team Sonic Racing and Indivisible, were actually fairly fluid. They changed quite a bit. Um, but also number eight, Medieval, uh, that oh. remake. It's not great. It's got a lot of problems, but it's also only 20 quid. Yeah. So, eh. um, but there's definitely that eventually floated to the, or I say dropped to the bottom of the pile just because there's a lot of stuff wrong with it that really shouldn't be wrong. If you're if you're placed if you're testing your game in the PS4 can't handle the title screen 
and run it at 30 frames a second, something's gone very wrong. <laughs> um, but that really is about it for me for honourable mentions. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but that's also the problem. They Just nothing stuck out in my mind this year. Nice. I, I, I always go through a big old list of every game that's released this year and just go, oh yeah, that one there. I forgot about that one. <laughs> just... The thing is, I did do that and I couldn't remember on some games. Have I played this and just gotten rid of it? I can't remember. <laughs> um, Indivisible was a very weird one for me. I did finish it and I think I've actually got all the achievements in it. Oh wow. But um, I don't feel that the platforming and the combat meshed well together and I really didn't like the main character. Really didn't like her. <laughs> I think I, I actually thought the supporting cast had better story arcs than the main character. <laughs> oh well. But yes, let's get on to what we think were the best, the best this year. I think I know what yours is, Shadow Fox. I'm not actually sure. I think I might know what yours is, Turbo, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm like ninety five percent sure on Shadow Foxes. You're gonna, yeah. I mean, I haven't mentioned it yet, but that's just the sign that exactly it's more likely <laughs> to be there. And there's not really too much I want to say about the game, as I was saying. <laughs> we mentioned it's like YouTube is making an appearance. This game has the opposite of famous actors making an appearance who actually look like they're actors. <laughs> so. Even harder to take away act like face characters to person, but they do a fantastic job. And the only way to describe the game is a Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> there is no other description for it. It, as far as games go, the main plotline and story actually really followable. There's devil in the detail. But the base story is a very simple game. The mechanics of walking everywhere work well. You're, it's Postman Pat Simulator. It's Death Stranding. <laughs> I can. I was, I was wondering when you were going to mention the title. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, you were just explaining I mean, everything and you didn't even say what it was yet. You were talking like a Kojima it game. Was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you mentioned Kojima game, you know what it is. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many games did you release this year? <laughs> but no, I, it's a game that I. The more you say, the more you confuse people. But but the intrigue is just like half the point. You're, you're going to get halfway through and be like, "What the hell's going on?" Then it's going to get to the end. You're going to be like, "Oh, I get it." You might figure it out. The acting from the actors is top notch. Like Troy Baker, uh, Tommy Lee Jink, Tommy yeah, every, all of them. A plus performances, and of course you got your Guillermo del Toro face, you got your Stephen Colbert face, no Conan O'Brien, sorry Conan O'Brien, um, loads of cameos from everyone and anyone who he likes. Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. It's Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley's in there, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it, like I said, I, I don't want to say too much because the the best part about Kojima games are always the learning as you're going and if the weird like, and wacky stories yeah if if you're committed to playing it through if you like kojima games you'll like it if you don't like kojima games it's a tough one to get to but yeah it's it's a hiking simulator so if you like your armors <laughs> or anything like that i 
I love how many theories there are about trying to connect this to the Metal Gear universe. Yeah, I don't think that's uh... I, no, I don't. That's very stupid of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like, because all of his other games, Police Norts, Metal Gear, and all that. Um, what was the other one? It was only the Enders. They're all connected. Only the Enders. But yeah. they're all connected under the, like, the Konami Kojima kind of thing. This is, I think, this is fresh, brand new. Who maybe his next game will link to Death Stranding somehow, but till then we won't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Well. That is obviously a contender for at the video game awards that uh, is going to be happening. You know, isn't it, isn't it like this, in every category? You know, uh, after we, yeah, after we record this, and probably when we're all asleep because we're UK based. No, I won't. Yeah, I. But uh, there is another that is in contention for game of the year this year in that same competition, and I've got it as my game of the year for this year. It is possibly the one of the best remakes i've played in the longest time and i actually i just love i loved going through it multiple times did you play the getting original? All the trophies yes i did play the original cool. I, I just wanted to know just because there's a lot of people that i know have played this who never played the original we see i've played the original and i just i like it's it was the same with um well granted i played many entries before uh, the original before playing uh, uh, before playing the remake of the original um, uh, for the first game and I loved the first game so and then when I went back and played the, like the second third and whatnot it's like ooh I love this series but then when I played this remake of the second game I really liked how they handled it I really liked how they handled they made a old game updated with new with modern day mechanics and it works and that game is of course resident evil 2 remake on ps4 and xbox one and all and pc and wouldn't you know it i called it years and i called this months in advance where basically saying they would have resident evil 2 being developed they were working on this game for, you know, years and years. I know for a fact that they were probably working on getting Resident Evil 3 done for, uh, in, in, you know, either alongside with it and try to do it because it essentially uses the same assets and whatnot. And wouldn't you know it when before we, uh, you know, earlier after... Earlier this week. Uh, earlier this week, yeah. After this recording... Uh, they, announced they announced Resident Evil 3 remake with using the same assets, using the same engine, using things like, and just having the Jill campaign that is part of, Re you know, that was Resident Evil 3. And damn it! Mm, I, I love, I, I love, I love, I love being right. And, pos and possibly, possibly, that, that might be not, uh, next year's number one as well. Possibly, be, who knows? It'll be interesting to see what the 1v4 mode is as well with that yeah resistance oh, yeah okay. it's an interesting thing to bundle with it um because that 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 project there wasn't getting a lot of good press not many people were hyped for it but now that they've tied it with resident evil 3 now they're making it a little, little bit more uh pal palatable 
shall we say. What was, wasn't there that um, the other Resident Evil, like Zero or something, where it was like a six-player survival co-op kind of thing where you had to get through a bunch of missions or something? You are thinking of uh, the Outbreak games. Yes. Outbreak and Outbreak Vile 2. Now, th that has its fans. I'm not a fan of that series, though. I wasn't a fan of the Outbreak games, and I never played any of the Outbreak games because I feel felt as though that was very conv convoluted. This, however, the resistance and whatnot, is very Dead by Daylight. Ah. Yes, I would very much yes. agree on that one. Yeah, it's very Dead by Daylight slash Left 4 Dead. Um, if, if you want to get into the asymmetrical, like, 1v4 or 1v whatever, unless you're already an established name, having a brand name is the way to break into it. Oh, I mean, it well, fits Resident Evil, to be fair. Oh, it does. Well, I was going to say, you can't say that with Umbrella Corpse. Because that tried to be a competitive first-person shooter with Resident Evil. Didn't work. See, uh, ironically, my favorite of the Resident Evil games, although I haven't played that many, is a Wii title <laughs> called Umbrella Chronicles. You see, that's fine. Because that, that was a, a first-person arcade game. Yeah, it was a light but game. Anyway, Yes. Yeah, like I get that. But, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, regardless, Resident Evil 2, I felt as though it did its job well, very well, in fact. Uh, it, it engaged me. I was engaged with how the story was, how, how it was presented, how they changed a couple of things from the original game. How they've, uh, uh, now granted, they had to remove certain things, like, for example, there's no, there's no, uh, there's not a, a, a timeline A and timeline B kind of like uh, kind of like thing like how the original uh, was, um, but um, obviously they had to cut it for time. That's fine, you know. And I feel as though that might be the same case with uh, Resident Evil Three when that comes around, uh, where they'll just have one set timeline on that, and that makes sense because obviously back in the day we were obviously it, it's it you know. It was only the second game in the series, so they had those two, uh, you know, kind of like timeline, like timeline endings, and eventually one of them would be considered canon going forward and whatnot. So uh, with this remake, that solid, that you know, cements the timeline, that cements the story of what we've known um, leading up to this remake and whatnot, which is great. And the gameplay, really good. They expanded on the uh, on the 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 game's original content where uh tofu survivor used to be you know you had to play the game multiple times to unlock it and whatnot but when you unlock tofu or when you unlock to tofu after beating the fourth survivor uh and you beat tofu you get another tofu then you get two more tofus and then you get five tofus it's like you get to have five player playable tofus in this game it's crazy and then you got the and then you got free extra content and wouldn't you know it, there's going to be even more free, uh, well, there's going to be more content for the game. I don't know if it's free, but it's got to lead up to Resident Evil 3. They're definitely adding a secret thing, I know that. Yeah, it, it's called, it, they've called it Another Survivor. Uh, the trophy just popped, uh, just uh, updated on the trophies list, and it, it's also uh, the Steam is, uh, the achievements on Steam yes. achievements as well. But in the trophies list, it's part of a subsection called Another Survivor, so obviously that's going to be an, uh, more content for Resident Evil 2, which is great, because it makes me, it's making me bust out my copy of Resident Evil 2 again. 
So for, perfect. And if it's free, even better. It's awesome. Yeah. I will. I will say Nemes- the Nemesis is looking quite handsome in the next one, though. <laughs> oh, oh, he's he's uh, <laughs> definitely been uh, given a, a a nice little makeover. I'll tell you that much. But I'm also I'm I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that. But no, Resident Evil for here and now, 2019 Resident Evil 2 remake. It is my game of the year, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt. It would have been like I said, it would have been Ring Fit Adventure had it not been the case that Resident Evil 2 came out this yeah. year. It's, it's it's the perfect time for it. You got it's been long enough, but like you can pretty much just take an old you can take all the, everything that everyone loved, change it up and it's just perfect. <laughs> and I, I think yeah. I agree with you when you say that if you're gonna do RE two, you have to do RE three because the two are connected. Too tightly. Yeah. Or Biohazard two three if you guys are listening for Japan for some reason. Well, actually, I think it's called. Uh, I think in Japan it's called Biohazard Two Resident yes, Evil. Because yes, it is. Because for yeah. some reason, we couldn't have it called Biohazard. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't call it. We couldn't call it Resident Evil Two Biohazard. Apparently, for some reason. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why. I I know there is a reason why. I just can't remember what it is. Nah, I'm sure it's stupid. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a legal it'll thing. be, it'll like be copyright or something copyright yeah uh, i think it's like a music band yeah. one, anyway. one game left yes Make it a good one. now i have purposely chosen this game because i did actually check back on our recordings and i did check you did include destiny or one of the destiny expansions for completely reinventing the game one year maybe well it's only, it's only uh, been out for three years so it must have been last year then but i don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my game is not technically a new game, but it is a major expansion for an existing game. Oh, is it Destiny? It is not Destiny. No, it's not (laughs) Destiny. Um, but I did only start playing this game this year anyway. Um, but it is also, and I think we double checked, we think it's the highest Metacritic game of the year as well. It is an MMO, and it is my first MMO as well. I'm guessing you guys have already guessed what it is now. No. I'm not... (laughs) Fair enough. It is Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. So, Final Fantasy XIV was brand new to me, and I started about four or five months before the new expansion came out. Um... And I've been thoroughly enjoying it up until that point. But Shadowbringers did a lot of stuff to just kind of bring it all together and add some of the best content the game has had to offer. The bosses are really well designed. They start off on a decent kind of difficulty level because you're expected to already have your training wheels off by this point. You've gone through 70 other levels worth of content. So... um, but the boss design is really good. The story is really well written. Um, there's a lot of very tense moments between you and the other characters. Um, and your character feels a lot... Whereas in previous kind of installments, you're this wondrous hero that can do no wrong and is almighty and powerful. This one, you start feeling very vulnerable. And um, they play it very well. Um to make it make you feel like 
you're no longer this overpowered. You're, you're still seen as this massive hero, but you're struggling immensely. And the post-game content that's come out since, there's some really nice, nice referential bosses. Uh, the near Automata raid is very well designed, has some very good tie-ins, but it's very different as well, which has helped it. Um, the two new classes they've added are both really enjoyable. Um, the new races... Um, probably the weakest part. Um, Hofgar are certainly entertaining um, because they have such big faces. They're really expressive. I did change to a Viera for a little bit, but their expressions are so stoic that I changed back to a human. Um, <laughs> that's genuinely true. Um, but yeah, I've played this game more than anything else this year. Um, I've clocked over 150 hours into it. Year. Uh, Part of that is because I've enjoyed it with both. Uh, I've enjoyed it with a fair few friends, um, some of whom you guys will know from our community. I've enjoyed it with work colleagues who, I mean, they are friends as well, um, but we still continue to play on the odd lunchtime to get through some of the new content and chat about it. And there's usually something every month to new that comes in. That even if we're just spending a few hours on it, is kind of just an enjoyable little thing to do. There's always more challenges, there's always new stuff to do. This by far has been my game of the year, and to be honest, I will be continuing to play it for a while to come. But I certainly won't be adding it onto any more game of the year list, because <laughs> I feel it's it's had its limelight, and it's very well deserved. So yeah, Shadowbringers is my number one game of the year and I think it's well deserved it's it's my first MMO it treated me very kindly I'm surprised at how kind the community was for an MMO <laughs> that might just be because hey I've heard all these horror stories there, there are some there's, there are some idiots in it oh, but there's always for the way. most part everyone has been quite happy to just fall about and just if you say hey, I have no idea what I'm doing because I'm brand new, a lot of the time they'll just go, that's cool, let me show you how to do it. And that's all you need. So, that is our Games of the Year. Um, I definitely think we've had a very um, good mixture of games, actually, between us. No, no, I, I, I mean, granted there's been some repeats... With some of us, but uh, <laughs> both of them coming but, from me, actually. <laughs> yeah, but well, you, you, well, basically, what was it? You took, you had a Luigi's one of each. with you, and yeah, yeah, bloodstained with Shadow yeah. Fox. Yeah, so you had one of each from ourselves. So that's fair. only fair. Yeah, but I will say there is one game that probably would have made my top five list, and quite frankly, probably might have edged out Shadowbringers as my number one if it had come out this year. And that one would have been Doom. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Yes. But hey, we got next year. Game of the year next year. I'm gonna call it now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Call it. But we do actually have something else big coming next year. Do we? Oh yes. Two new consoles. Oh yeah. The next console generation: PlayStation Five and whatever Xbox are gonna call Project Scarlet. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't. Captain Scarlet. 
I I almost want to say, and I, I genuinely don't know anything more than you guys will know. Uh, I half want to say... They call it... Go on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing... I'm just going to go on a limb here. I'm going to guess they're going to call it the Xbox Rouge. Oh, God damn it! I was going to say Xbox Red. <laughs> oh, I like Rouge, though. Yeah, so, you see, it makes it more fancier. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll do that or whether they'll go the simplistic route. We'll find out. Next year! Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I... Okay, so... Turbo's definitely got Resident Evil 3 you're looking forward to. Well, it's got to be a toss-up between that and, uh, you know, Doom. So, yeah, no, really, fair. it's... Uh, that, that, again, that's got to be a very close call to uh, with those two games. So, say... say uh, can't make any promises. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll both be in the top five, maybe. And also, that's just the start of the year. Who knows? Oh, there might yeah. be something in the second half that could uh, topple both of them. You know. So, uh, well, you say first half of the year. It's actually, uh, that's April and May, I think. Busy freeze well, April. March and, March and April. So that's March. like the first quarter. Yeah, March, uh, Doom's March and Resi's um, April. I thought Doom was May for some reason. No, March. Yeah, it's, it's the same day as it's it's the same it's the same day as Animal Crossing. Oh yes, it is. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that and just going like, "Ooh, okay, that's probably a smart idea because your Doom fans and your Animal Crossing fans are probably actually going to cross over more than you think." But Doom's not coming out on Switch that day, so. Well, that's how the fan art is perceived. <laughs> how about you, Shadow Fox? Anything? on the horizon for you uh i honestly have no idea i don't think too much to the future in terms of games i'm sure i will be surprised by many things i'm trying to think what's coming is halo infinite this year or is that still an unknown that's this year it's got or that that, that'll be next year that'll be for 2020 because that is a launch title for the square yeah i imagine it would be wouldn't it okay that then (laughs) that's my (laughs) You're going to have to buy a new console for it. Oh, if I'm lucky, it might come. Oh, uh, maybe it'll come to PC as well. Yeah. Well, it might come for Xbox One and Scarlet That's true. As well. We might start so. getting a few cross-gen titles. Sorry, yeah, cross-generation titles. Or maybe, I mean, Microsoft are getting pretty big on the PC, so... This is true. I think one other game that technically has seen half a release this year, but only exclusive to one platform... Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Which one do you think? Shantae! Yeah. Exclusively on Apple Arcade at the moment, and it's only half the yeah. game. I'm hoping they do bring that to the other consoles. They have said they will, well, but there's... It, it, it will. Trust me, it is. They've announced. They've been talking about it on Twitter, basically just saying, look, this, in fact, actually, they actually said that the second half of the game for Apple uh, for Apple Arcade has has been finished up. Why not? It's going through the final final bits and whatnot, and they're expecting it to be spring 2020. I thought it was. For... I thought they delayed it to summer. Uh, no, they apparently brought it forward. I'll double check because I thought they posted today saying they delayed it to summer. Uh, that's not. Well, that was the tweet I saw today. Apparently, so mm, I'll have to have a look at that later. But yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to that one or not. I mean, two minds about it at the moment. Uh, well, we'll find out. To, uh, we'll find out next year. This is true. Um, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of games I'm working on that are coming out next year. But 
They definitely won't be in my top list because they're not allowed to be. So maybe they'll be. <laughs> no, <yours>. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You'll have to find out. Uh, you have to find out next year when we do this again because I think this has become a bit of a tradition for us now. It will be, yeah. Indeed. That's an enjoyable one. I mean, we did almost have the... Well, we did have the opportunity, although probably wouldn't have been wise to record this live very recently. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. That's a good point, yeah. I don't think it would have been a wise idea still. <laughs> nah. It's a, try, trying to have three three men in, in the same room together and whatnot. In the middle it's, of a uh, concert. <laughs> in a, oh, well, or even in a pub, in a bar true. somewhere. Yeah, that wouldn't have helped, so... Anyway. But yes, thank you all for listening to us. Um, also, yes, definitely catch up with LMC Cast with Turbo. That's a monthly show, I believe. Yeah, it's a monthly show. Every end of the month, uh, there's always a monthly ca- uh, cast. So do you know subscribe for uh, every new episode that gets uh, uploaded onto the podcast feeds on whatever podcast uh, media you listen to these uh, uh, podcasts. So yeah, I'm aiming to do a few more top lists next year if I can make it. Um, there is one I've been meaning to do with Kevin Vija for about two years now, and we've all agreed we're going to do it. And it's just like, <laughs> when? <laughs> tomorrow. So that be... <laughs> no, it's not going to be tomorrow. Damn. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, hope you have a very good holiday season. And a uh, good start to the new year. Yes. We'll see you in 2020. May it be merry. Any final words from you guys? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See you in 2020, boys. Take care, all. (laughs)